Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host, the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time, the big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo. How you doing tonight, Dalton? Oh man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're we're here. I'm excited. Um We're gonna have a show where it's gonna be just things we like, which is always fun for us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I'm 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 very excited to be here today. And there's some fun stuff to talk about. Full gear was this past weekend, Survivor Series is this coming weekend. Like Dalton mentioned, we're gonna kind of do just an extended power of positivity episode for just things that we're thankful for. Uh, it is Thanksgiving here in the U.S. tomorrow, Thursday, today, yesterday, depending on what day you're listening to this. And it's just kind of, uh, Dalton had this idea last week and I dug it. So it is going to be just a what we're thankful for in wrestling. We've got some people that have wrote in as well. We'll get their thoughts. Uh, but before we get to that, we do start every episode with the power of positivity Uh just things in wrestling from the week that made us happy that we want to put a spotlight on because the internet and social media can be such a needlessly toxic place for no real reason. And we want to do our part to kind of combat that. And Dalton, you're not going to believe this. Oh God, who won it again? But for three weeks in a row, <laughs> my power of positivity is Gunther talking his shit. That was a really good segment. The segment from Monday of him and Miz from both parties. Like, yeah, I, it was I'm real good. It, I'm giving it to both because they both killed it. But just, I am so excited for this match that three years ago, I would have been like, this is, I don't want to see this. I want no part of this. This is going to be a murder. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, what if Miz does it? Like, what if Miz actually like beats gunther i wouldn't hate it i legitimately like i'm at the point where i'm like you know what hell yeah i'm on board. i mean if you want to put miz over as like the most prolific ic champion of all time mm-hmm. yeah because like, like it, again it's not the choice that i would make for who's gonna beat gunther but like it's not a bad choice no not at all like i would if I had to like pick somebody, I would want it to be like a Johnny Gargano or a Chad Gable, mm-hmm. just like a wrestler's wrestler type of a person to, to, you know, an underdog to take it off of him. But Miz as the like, no, I, my legacy will be to go down as the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, which I think he has a legitimate st- claim to. Yeah. Cause like, to me, if you were to say, Asa, who's the best intercontinental champion of all time, I would give you three. I would give you Miz, I would give you Chris Jericho, I would give you Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Because even though, like, he's just someone that I associate with that title. Um, But now, with this run, Gunther immediately is in that position. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this has been an unpar- like this has been just an unparalleled run for the, for the IC title, for really any championship. And the, just the, no, no, your little Mike... And Mike was bullied because Mike liked wrestling. And then Mike grew up to become a wrestler. And he then he got bullied by all of the wrestlers he looked up to. Because they know he doesn't belong here. He's not one of us. He's an entertainer. Just, 
God, doing him dirty. But then Miz just being like, no, I am a two-time Triple Crown champion. Like, I have been here for 20 years. It's just, it's, uh, I loved it. I loved it. It made me so happy. And I'm legitimately like, I am stoked for that match on Saturday. It's, it's going to be really good. And either way, like, I don't want, I, I don't want Miz to win it. But if he does, I'll be like, oh, it was a choice. It's yeah. a good choice. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not your not best his... case scenario. No, no. And it's not my best case scenario, but like, it would not be bad. I wouldn't be like, this is the fucking worst thing ever. Um, the issue right now is that they have so many long-standing like champion reigns right now mm-hmm. that you're almost just like, well, they have to lose it at Mania, right? But like, I also don't want everybody to lose their belt at Mania, right? Because then that makes all the other pay-per-views kind of pointless. Yeah, which is goes, why I genuinely think like there's a real shot that Miz could win it here. Yeah, it's a big four pay-per-view. Like they could they could do that very much mm-hmm. so. Um, it was real good though. And just like Miz getting the low blow and then yeah. like getting to do his victory lap. Cause like, that's one thing that people don't get to do with Gunther too often is they don't get the upper hand and get time to gloat and then get the kill shot in. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, AEW. Um, oh no, it's kill switch. Never mind. I was thinking of swerve again. Lucha, you was, were thinking of Lucha underground. Yeah. I was thinking of swerve and that I had, uh, we're going to get back to it. I had the same uh, thought. Cause I was like, Oh, swerve is going to be pissed. Yeah, oh, wait, no, no, he's, uh, no, he doesn't care. It's fine. Yeah, um, he like it was such a well done segment, and it was the perfect way to get Miz on top in that situation. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, no, I mean, yeah, he's the good guy right now, but he's still a piece of shit. Yeah, he still is gonna use the ropes to steal a pin from Ivar. He's still like at the first opportunity, kick a dude in the dick, and then like oh, yeah. take and then take the time. To, you know, fix the suit. Suit, and yeah. It's just like, oh, it's it. so, it's so good. Oh, it he had so to get, good. and he had to get over his massive balls. Like, <laughs> God, it was, it was a good segment. I did like that a lot. Um, are we good on that? Can we go to mine? Yeah. Well, I was getting, what, what is, what is yours? Um, so every once in a blue moon, whenever Samoa Joe's just not being like the shittiest person when it comes to like, the walk away and letting people eat shit, which his most recent spot of that is probably the best one ever. Because the dude is just <laughs> like, what the hell, man? Yeah, like... the, the guy literally sold it the best way you can, which was like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, and then ate shit. That was real good. But um, tonight on AEW, the 22nd, uh, Samoa Joe probably cut what is now in the running for my promo of the year because he uh, goaded mjf and adam cole to give him his title shot he's gonna do it at world's end because he wants in his words he wants the best version of mjf and it's gonna be at nassau coliseum in uh, long island so it's again it's bret hart in canada but in the middle of it he said i want you at your best and just so you know you're my property now you don't have to worry about the devil i got your back homie like the level of Samoa Joe's promo skill of just like the storytelling he tells within just the like being the most effortlessly badass person that's ever existed. And just being like, yeah, I know you have this devil problem right now. And like these he's like, you don't have to worry about that because you're my property. I'm going to keep you safe until at world's end so I can put you in danger again. Like, it's so good. I just watched it and I was like, I forget that he's almost better at talking than he is at wrestling, which is saying something. Because he's real fucking good at wrestling. Yeah, like, how that man is not just a, like, 14-time world champion. 
Well, he was a TV champion, and then he decided, he was... I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> yeah, he ended that's, it. That's why MJF should be afraid, because the TV title was his property, too, and he threw that shit in the ring. <laughs> oh, he's going to throw MJF. It going to happen. Yeah, um, a lot. But, yeah, no, just like, and I was watching it with Allie. She was here, um, and it was me, her, and Danny, and we were uh, watching it, and he was wearing jeans and, like, uh, I, it might have been a T-shirt. I don't know, but he was wearing, like, his merch shirt and jeans, and she just said, I don't think I've ever seen him wear pants before. I was like, it almost makes him scarier. Like, cause he's allowed to exist as a normal person. Like that's right. just okay. Like when you're, when you were perceived as just a, a wrestler and you're only in wrestling gear ever, yeah. you know, then you're just, then you're a wrestler. Like you were a professional, you're on TV. I ain't got to worry about you. But when you're in street clothes and just jeans, oh, you're someone that I could just run into on the street. And I would try everything to not run into you, because if I ran into you, I'm afraid of what you would do. I would just immediately shatter. <laughs> if I just uh, bumped into him, like, I'm just crumbling. That doesn't matter. Fetal position and peeing yourself, and hopefully he'll take mercy on you. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> but it was such a good promo. And, like, I, especially after this weekend, am not the biggest fan of the MJF storyline and, like, how they're booking him. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was fun. It's going to break my heart when he beats Joe at World's End. Because, like, Joe's obviously not going to win. Unless they pay the devil thing off right there. But, like, Joe's very much not going to win the AEW title. And that breaks my whole heart. But, like, the match and every subsequent interaction leading up to it is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And especially to see, like, Joe get surrounded by the kingdom and Wardlow and the devil. just, Just, like... And fucking them all up. Right. Because, like, gonna... you're good. We're going to get that thing where he, like, MJF gets surrounded. It's him and Adam Cole, and it looks like they're about to get their shit kicked in. And then Joe's music's going to play. And yeah. he's going to clear the whole ring. Two acts is no problems. Because, again, MJF is his property. That is just, it's the coldest shit you could say to another person in the middle of a feud. Yeah. Like. It's just, you, you, <laughs> and it was so matter of fact. It was just so matter of fact. It was, it's, it's still one of my favorite promos of all time. And it was after the promo of him backing Heyman into the corner when it was building to him versus Lesnar. Yeah. And him just very calmly like, so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to put my arm around your throat. I'm going to apply pressure. You're going to see black and I'm just going to choke you out. And that's just what's going to happen right now. Joe, I'm just an advocate. Joe, I'm just an advocate. Like, no, no, no. Look at me. It's okay, it's okay. And he's saying it all off mic, so it's just yeah. picking up on the... Oh, it's, it's he's so good. He Moxley'd it, but he realized what he was doing, unlike John Moxley. <laughs> we all Fuck have that mic. guy. We all we have, have mics. I covered no, I my said mic, it, we're good. I said it all. I, call, I covered my mic. We all have mics. Oh. Shit. <laughs> Swear jar. Um, before we get into the main topics of the show, a couple housekeeping notes for you. Uh, the first one being this Saturday, November 24th, uh, CCW Ashland McClure Memorial. Uh, it's Knockout November is the name of the show, but this is a charity show where all of the proceeds are going to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. It's also uh, the 25th. It's the 25th, I'm being told. Yes. Uh, Saturday, November 25th. I need you to know I was so proud of for not saying September for some reason. Because my brain was just screaming September. And I know that's wrong. Yeah. 
But so I was like, ah, November. I got it right. Yeah. So Saturday, November 25th, uh, Knockout November, the St. Jude Benefit Show uh, in the memory of Ashlyn McClure. Uh, it's at the Perry Park Center in Perryville, Missouri. Uh, bell time is at six. Doors open at five. So it's going to be we're getting an early start. You'll love to see it. Uh, yeah. It's going towards a great cause. There's some great matches lined up. Yeah, uh, it's also a motherfucker of a card. Yeah, we got like, uh, Dangerous and Delicious are back. They are challenging the Academy for the CCW tag titles. Uh, Peyton Ayers is coming back to CCW, technically, uh, to take on Jack Parker Jr. Yeah. Uh, the new guys are going to be there. I'm very excited to see Perryville get behind the new guys because, like, they just exude fun, and those Perryville uh-huh. crowds just love fun. Are fun. So this is gonna, it's gonna go real well. Uh, trending Trent Daniels versus Jackson Crowley, champion versus champion. Uh, the match that I'm probably most excited for, uh, FTG versus Osby Tomlin. Like, that's gonna rule. So. Uh, and then it just got announced that uh, ATM is going to face Denzel Rollins. Yeah, that's and- gonna be silly. That match is going to be fucking stupid. I'm really hoping that we're early in the card so I can watch as much of it as possible. Also, <laughs> because somebody, Justin Smart, just has the biggest issue with saying that we've beaten every team. We beat them in a triple threat match. They just weren't the ones that pinned. Got pinned, so no, we didn't beat them technically. So I'm happy that we're finally getting that. Um, can I pull back the curtain a little bit, Asa? I mean, you have to pull back the curtain because this is not an in-character show. All right, cool. So, uh, we weren't supposed to face D&D this weekend, (laughs) (laughs) but we did the, me and uh, Kevin K did the Black River uh, Slam Fest a couple weeks ago, and uh, we were told right after, uh, like, hey, do you guys want to cut a promo for November? And, like, we had just gotten done, like, I was, like, we had just gotten done wrestling. Mm -hmm. And you've talked to me after matches. Like, I'm usually blown up. I'm usually, like... Unless we just had a great match and I didn't do anything. I'm usually, like, not in the mood to talk unless it's with my opponents. Like, I need to be, like, I need a decompression moment. And I Mm -hmm. did not get that. So, I just cut this promo about how we're the best tag team in CCW history. And then I get a phone call from Jason Wells since he's in charge of this show. And he was like, hey, you guys were going to do this. But since you decided to make that promo, you guys are going to wrestle D&D instead. (laughs) And I was like, I texted Kevin that. I was like, I'm sorry. Because, like, D&D for realsy, again total shoot they hit real hard yeah um the last time i faced D outside of that triple threat i had to go see one of them to fix me afterwards because donnie's my chiropractor mm-hmm. he hurt me and then put me back he humpty dumptied me knocked me off the wall and then put my ass back together again and there's not a, a third team in the ring to keep me away or to keep him away from me now and i'm a little scared I'm and you've hoping- been talking a lot of shit to justin the last couple weeks just in general, like before this match was announced, like I stay talking shit to Justin. We talking about? I'm, yeah, that's what I mean. Well, this, and again, it's because he's a singles guy right now, so I thought it was safe to talk shit to him. And then, <laughs> so come to the Perry Park Center this Saturday, November twenty fifth, to watch Dalton go from the fuck around phase into the finding, <laughs> out, finding phase. out phase. It's going to be quite a. It's going to be quite a lot of fun. And like I said, all of the proceeds, all the ticket sales, everything. Um, that doesn't go to the commission is going to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So, which we is a wonderful sh- organization. They do a lot of, uh, uh, they take care of families and the sick kids and like paying their bills, paying their rent, paying their utilities, yeah. 
Like it's it's an incredible organization, and it's uh, always a highlight. It, it is a career highlight of mine to be able to play any kind of part in these shows. So yeah, that's um, how I. F- I mean, St. Jude's is a really and it's probably one of the better companies in all of America, which like is not a high bar, but whenever they exceed it, the way that they do, which like you said, like if, if you have, if a child is at St. Jude's, they, the, the family doesn't pay for the hospital bills. And these are kids with cancer and like very expensive, like treatments and like the, the families don't pay for them. Um, and then like you said, like the fam, like the families are also like, they will pay their bills to make sure the family can be there with the kid. Um, I had a, um, and I don't know if I've ever told this story on a podcast before, but I had a classmate whenever I was in sixth grade that got leukemia and, um, he was there for two years and they covered his family. Unfortunately, he passed away when we were in eighth grade, but the, like, they covered the family for two years and I will never tell this show no as long as if I'm healthy and I can work that night, I'm going to be there Um, because it's such a great organization and they do a lot for children and like cancer research and cancer treatment. And like they're it's they're it's just a good company that needs all the support it can get. Um, I'm hoping Perryville shows out for this one um, to raise a lot of money for St. Jude's. yeah, no, it's just it's a really cool show that we we get the honor of getting to do. Um, I'm happy that we're still doing them even after the uh, ownership change that we're still getting to do them. Yeah, um, and we're we're actually joining with a different company this time. The uh, couple APW. different companies. Yeah, yeah, because um, LPW got, APW. Uh, we have uh, representation from Ignite and SICW with Peyton. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's a really like this is going to be a really fun show all around. Um. And I get to meet new people because, again, I've gotten so many people cleared for this show. Uh, so, like, I get to meet a lot of new friends, hopefully, that are cool. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's it's going to be a good, good, good show for sure. So, if you're in the area, um, it is right after Thanksgiving. That is a big ask. But, like, it's, it's for a good cause. It's going to be a great show. Um, get your family out of the house. Get the family out of your house. Yeah. Go watch some wrestling. Uh like I said, doors open at five, bell times at six. It's going to a great cause, and it's you should definitely. And plus, you get a great show out of it. Yeah. So, uh, looking forward to that greatly. And then after your story, and just talking about St. Jude in general, I feel kind of shitty bringing this up as the other bit of housekeeping for you. But uh, I'm going to do it anyway. The kind of funny up and comer opportunity. Uh, they're doing uh-huh. that again for 2024, and it would just mean a lot to me if you're listening to this, if you dig what we do on Nerdiest Part of the Ring, um, if you would go and fill out one of the submissions uh, recommending me, um, because I would love, you know, we got to talk, We Dalton and I did the Greg Miller uh, interview as part of the Kind of Funny Community Podcasting Day. We've gotten to talk to Rebecca Valentine, who's done stuff with Kind of Funny before, but this would be an opportunity for me to actually like go out to San Francisco and like work with them out there for a week. And if yeah. I could do like a type of, you know, like, you know, do like an episode of nerdiest part of the ring out of the, like, we can still get Dalton like zoomed in, put up on the big screen on the led wall behind him, Like we don't, we at don't the have desk. to do, 
we don't have to do all that. <laughs> but I want to, is the thing. So, I mean, like, I want you to do it. I can do it as a disembodied voice. We ain't got to see my face. It's fine. Uh, you got the cool setup. Uh, so, <laughs> that would mean a lot. Uh, the link is on my Twitter. I retweeted them. It's a Google Doc. Basically, it's you just put my name, Asa Gray, why you're nominating me, which is just, you know, what you like about the show or my hosting or even like my commentary or, you know, backstage interviews, stuff like that. You can bring that up. Um, the website for the podcast um, is just uh, I'll post that in the description as mm-hmm. well, but it's I think it's on our Twitter as well. Um, and then the twitter handle is just at the five star man uh or even nerdiest part either one i'll get those messages so that would mean a lot to me if you would go and uh submit me for the up and cover but enough preamble jumping into the show itself for like 20 minutes in dear lord uh hey we're both off work tomorrow baby yeah but it's it's one of the it's again it runs into the like but what if the episode gets too big i don't want to have to try to split it um survivor series is this saturday um i am we're not going to be able to watch it live because we're going to be uh at the ashton mccord knockout november but it is a good show and i know we we get listeners from that aren't just local so it's understandable if you don't want to have to like catch a flight i get it but survivor series is this weekend there's a lot to be excited about there uh i'm Gunther versus Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. We kind of already covered that in the Power of Positivity, so we don't got to revisit it. But that is something that I'm genuinely looking forward to. And if anybody spoils that for me at CCW, I'm going to throw hands. No, I won't. It'll be like the finger. I will throw a finger. But Which like one? from while I'm in my car. Oh, got away. it. Yeah. Will they see it? Maybe they've already left for the night. Who knows? But I'm going to throw <laughs> it up. Like a real man, Dalton. Like a real man. Uh, the Women's World Championship will be defended. Rhea Ripley defends against Zoe Stark. That'll be good. I yeah. like Stark. I like that they're treating her like a big deal coming off of the partnership with Trish. Um, her and Rhea will have a good match, I'm sure. I don't know if she has a chance of winning it here. Um, I don't think so. I mean, that, that's mean to say, but like, ah, Maybe. She's just, Ripley's just been so dominant is the thing. Yeah. And I feel like you can do more with her, but you could kind of play into the whole like, oh, Ripley's out there, but like Judgment Day's preoccupied with their, the War Games match. So yeah, you know, she could be distracted. Yeah. It's, you could go a couple different ways with it. Um, but either way, I'm sure the match will be really good. I like Zoe Stark a lot. R- Ripley is arguably one of the top wrestlers of the year for on the WWE side. I would say like, even just like outside of the women's division, just her character the work, her yeah. like the in-ring stuff she's done that match. I love that match with Zelina Vega in Puerto Rico, oh, which granted so that was good. last year, but no, was that this year? No, that was this year. Yeah. Foo time. Cause, is, uh... Cause remember I'm making a new entrance for our end of year awards for the greatest entrance of all time. Yeah. Cause it's still bad bunny. That's okay. That's right. Um, <laughs> The men's war games match sees the judgment day, Damian priest, Finn Balor, dirty Dominic Mysterio and JD McDon't Google me teaming up with drew McIntyre to take on Cody Rhodes, Seth freaking Rollins, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, and making his return after 37 years, Randy Orton. I'm happy. That so he's back. 
I was going to say, what did you think of the reveal on Monday where it's literally Cody doing everything but saying his name and then he doesn't appear? Um, yeah, I mean, that's what it was. Would it have been better for like all of them to be there and then Orton pull out his RKO out of nowhere and just put one of them down, Dominic? Like, yeah, that would have been dope as fuck. But like, it was cool. Um, Cody really like that was the best case scenario was something that I didn't like. Because you had Cody cutting the whole promo and again saying everything that he could without saying mm-hmm. Randy Orton. And then everybody looking so happy about it. Except for one person. Except for Jay. <laughs> and again, like, it's the, like, I'm not the biggest WWE fan right now. Everything comes in waves and, like, I'll watch bits and pieces here and there. But they do do a really good job of... do Shut the hell up. They do a great job of... Uh, telling little stories within their story. And they've really done a good job of that. Like the last year, mm-hmm. like last year, year and a half, like their stories within stories are really good. Um, and just Jay's face of like, Jay knew exactly who it was just like everybody else did. And he was like, Oh fuck the last time. He, oh, that was my fault. Hey, remember why he hasn't been around for like two years. That was on me. <laughs> yep. Yeet. Yeet. Um, yeet. Sad <laughs> yeet noises. <laughs> uh, I will go back and watch the War Games match. I'm a, I'm a big fan of War Games matches. They're pretty bullshit crazy. Um, it's going to be good. I think Judgment Day is going to win. Only really? Because I, only because I honestly think that Orton Cody Rhodes is going to be the story going into Mania. That's fair. Oh, you don't think it's going to be... or You don't think it's going to be Cody Roman? No. I don't think it's going to be Cody Roman. Okay. I don't know who it's going to be yet, but I don't see it being Cody Roman. If it is dope. And again, I have been watching the product week from week. I've been watching clips here and there. Um, but I, I see it's the, it's whenever they named, like when John Cena's like, I'm not going to challenge you. It's Saudi Arabia, Roman. This guy's going to challenge you. And it's LA night and it's a huge deal. And then like late the, that show ends with Cody staring down Roman. And it's literally just like, Hey, I know you really like this guy, but nah, this is what you're building to, remember? Like, keep that yeah. in mind. Now, do I think that they might feud through Royal Rumble? Probably. I could absolutely see that, but it's... Main, yeah, be- I mean, that's more likely now that you say it out loud. We are at Survivor Series, which means we're a good six months away from Mania. Mm-hmm. So... I, cause I could see like a, which it will be, it'll drive me nuts if it is the whole like, oh, Orton got the shit kicked out of him by Judgment Day and he's, you know, leaving everything out there, but then he costs the match for that, for his team. Now, maybe if they're like, they're celebrating, they're standing tall and then he drops Cody after the fact, like Mm -hmm. that could be something, but I mean, there's a bunch of different ways they can go with it. And that's one of the exciting things about wrestling is don't really know what they're going to be doing. Yep, but, until it happens. Yeah, until it happens. Uh, Carlito going one-on-one with Santos Escobar after Carlito pointed out that it was Escobar that left the title on the apron that Logan Paul used to beat Rey Mysterio. Escobar snapped, attacked Rey, so now this is our one-on-one match. I'm real happy that um, the LWO five-pack from Mattel Creations uh, crowd... <laughs> Or not crowdfunder, but the pre-order stopped today. Yeah. Just like, oh, thanks, guys. I'm, I've ordered it. 
I'm not getting rid of the Santos Escobar just in case. Because I have his elite already. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's big stupid. Uh, I, I wish it's going to be a fun go- match. It, oh, it'll be a great match. I, and I am a huge fan of Santos. And like that oh, promo he cut where he was like, I hope you get gangrene and they have to take the leg. Because fuck you. Yeah. It's just like, oh, Jesus. All right. Well, we're getting a little unhinged here. Uh, so I'm into that. It'll be I mean, I, it'll be a fun match. I didn't love the turn necessarily. And they've been teasing it for a little bit, but then they went back on it and then they finally pulled the trigger. So again, the follow up is going to be important of seeing what they uh, what they do. Uh, and then the women's war games match. Damage Control, Bailey, Asuka, Io Sky, and Kyrie Sane taking on Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch. Um, so this is four on four, as opposed yeah. to the men's five on five, which that threw me off. But because I was like, oh well, maybe Dakota Kai can come back in, but she's not going to be part of the she's, match. Yeah, she's not cleared yet. Unless unless each team ends up adding another person to on friday but i don't really see that happening um, i bet they keep it four on four because people complained about um and this is gonna be like you're gonna be like no it's definitely not that but uh people complained a lot whenever we got uh war games this year in 2k and they were like but you can only do four on four whenever it's always been five on five so it would be funny if wwe is just like well fuck you you're gonna get one four on four match now and now this that's is, our precedent yeah like no it's the women's match from 2023 after the game was made <laughs> it might be um, I love the damage control tease of them, like, teasing that Bailey's about to just get jumped out of this thing. Mm-hmm. I did the, see that. The thing from last week of, like, well, there's one person here who isn't part of damage control. And Bailey just immediately, like, her guard goes up because she's like, I've jumped so many people. I know this what's is- up. <laughs> My fighter flight's kicking in real good, and I'm standing right here. It's like, no, we didn't officially put Asuka in yet. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, okay. <laughs> like, That's exactly what it was meant to be, guys. Yeah. So, uh, also super cool that Shotzi is, like, getting this spot, too. Yeah. Because, like, look at the names in this matchup. Like, Belair, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. And then Shotzi gets to team with them against Bailey, Asuka, the EO Sky, and Kyrie Sane. Which the crazy thing is the like least big deal on the damage control side is Kyrie Sane at this point. That's fucking nuts that the bar yeah. is that high. So that's super cool. That's another match I'm really excited for. My only complaint for both of these matches that I hope that they don't do is because they've done it previously is just too much weapons. And oh, I know that's it's a, a huge thing. deal. And it's go- but like don't do it in both matches. Cuz it always happens in both matches and it just takes yeah. away a lot from it. So that's the only thing that I really ask for <laughs> this year, but I know I'm uh, not going to get that. Rhea Ripley had one of my favorite moments in a War Games match from 4 years ago at whenever it was still just NXT doing it. She shit whipped a trash can into Bianca Belair. <laughs> As she was jumping off the top, she just fucking flung a, 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 a whole trash can at her. It was so dope. But yeah, no, I also hope that because, like, that also was not a thing in early War Games matches. Yeah. And, like, you can do it in one. You don't have to do it in both of them. But like, it's it's going to happen in both of them. Spoiler alert. Like, I mm-hmm. will be legitimately shocked if it doesn't happen in both of them at this point. 
Um, but yeah, you're, you're not like, wrong. It looks like it's going to be a great show. I will, I will end up watching the war games matches. Um, I am kind of intrigued to see Carlito Escobar. Um, you're going to watch every, Gunther Miz. Yeah. Everything's going to get spoiled for me and I'm going to know what's going on, but I'm still going to like, this looks like a show that I actually will enjoy watching from WWE. Yeah. Looks good. Um, so we'll talk about that next week. We'll have our review and breakdown. Uh, but this past Saturday was AEW Full Gear. Did you end up watching this whole show? I did. Okay. So. Do you want my opinion? Base level for the show, yes. I didn't like it. Really? Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised at that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say this is... I wouldn't put this up there as, like, one of the... Like, look how we were talking about, like, Wrestle Dream and Forbidden Door and Revolution at the be- yeah. towards the beginning of the year. Like, I-, I would say this is probably the weakest pay-per-view from this year that they've put on. But there's still a lot that I really liked out of it. Um, the pre-show matchups were good. Eddie Kingston defending the ROH World title against Jay Lethal. We did get the best part of pre-shows back, though. Eddie Kingston with a live mic telling you to <laughs> buy the fucking pay-per-view. Fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> There's a lot of good shit going on tonight. I was the, when RJ was like, that's the first time he hasn't flipped me off. So I'm going to count that as a win. I was immediately like looking over his shoulder to see if Eddie heard it to like come running down just to like flip him off. Right Real then. quick. Stokely being so mad that he had retained. Mm-hmm. And then just like standing there all bummed out after the, uh, after the match to like he just, go into he, the rest of the pre-show. He just wants a champion that doesn't smell like Burger King and Newports. That's all he wants. Did you see the tweet that he put out of Osprey versus Kingston in the quarterfinals of the C, uh, the Continental Classic? And it's the girl doing the cartwheel and then the little kid trying to do one just toppling over. Yeah. <laughs> that tickled me. I don't know why. That tickled me. Um, The match was good. Eddie Kingston is the best I greatly enjoy him. Uh, Claudio versus Buddy Matthews. That ruled. Um, it was only like 10 minutes, but and I but I want more of it because those are just two dudes that know what they're doing. Uh, and then MJF and Samoa Joe defeated the Guns to retain the ROH World Tag Team Championship. Better Than You, Bebe, are still the champions. Um, I'm ready for MJF to not have the ROH Tag Titles. But mm-hmm. they did a good job here. It wasn't a handicap match. They made sense why Samoa Joe would want a team with MJF. Because as long as they retained the titles, then he would get that future ROH or the uh, AEW world title yeah. opportunity. So, like, it, it, everyone played their parts really well. The guns are super fun as a team. Uh, and then after the match, the guns attacked MJF. They pillmaned his leg. They hit him with the chair. MJF gets put in the stretcher in the ambulance and begs Adam to not let them take his title. So now it's going to be, oh, MJF can't compete. So now it's going to be Adam Cole who can't walk versus Jay White in the main event for the world championship. They gave it away because they said if MJF can't compete, that's the match we're getting. So like, all right. But also, why didn't Adam Cole just take the match and immediately hit White with the crutch? And then lose, and MJF retains via champion's advantage. Is he stupid? 
So, whenever I say I didn't like the show... You didn't like this part of it? I didn't like the stories they told in the show. The matches themselves were fantastic. Mm-hmm. I hate the continuity of this this pay-per-view. The whole we're, running... We're, we're gonna get into it. Like, we're gonna... Like, it's... And the more you think about it, the dumber it is. Yeah. Um, this was hands down the worst they have treated the AEW championship story in any pay-per-view they've had so far. Which, I mean, three years into the company, four years into the company, and I can say that, good job. It's just, it felt really stupid this time. Yeah, I, it didn't, it didn't, I, I didn't enjoy it either, like, just it, it was all really well it was it was telegraphed real bad um you knew adam wasn't gonna wrestle wrestle you it, yeah it just and it's they're they're running the risk of turning mjf into cena at his worst like mm-hmm. we're, we're approaching that whole lol mjf wins mm-hmm. because a one-legged mjf beat top of his game jay white yep which we'll we'll get to that here in a little bit um first matchup was uh, Edge, Darby Allen, and Sting taking on the team of the Patriarchy, the Christian, Nick Wayne, and Luchasaurus. Um, Ric Flair was out there, didn't get his team disqualified when he was just openly chopping Christian, but then Christian turned face by kicking him in the dick. Uh, <laughs> incredible. Uh, I Edge in the Darby Allen paint? Gave, that, gave, that gave me some swimsuit feelings. Like, yeah, that was cool. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. It was a good match. I wish Darby would learn how to bump normally. Uh, I really hated the choke slam to the outside where he that's just what like I'm ge- that's what swung- I'm getting at. Yeah, he didn't land on his back. He swung it. I don't physics doesn't work in the way that his body just lands. So sometimes. he he caught the apron and then spun out, and that's why I was like, I just wish the poor man would learn how to bump right. Because like, <laughs> there's a reason we know how to do it correctly, and so we can walk. Maybe in our fifties, he's on an expressway. <laughs> he's trying. Like he's um, just like dynamite kid. When was he in a wheelchair? I got. I can beat that by two years. Speed run. I did like the idea of Edge. Like they all had badass entrance jackets, which is Edge's thing. They all had the Darby paint, which I mean Sting always has his face paint, but like Edge had the Darby paint, and then they mm-hmm. all had Sting's baseball bat. So it's like yeah. one thing for each person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was Christian, a good match. I liked that. Like for it, for it being a six man, it was a good six man. Yeah, and Christian just running away at the end was yeah a lot of fun. Uh, next up was Orange Cassidy defeating John Moxley to retain the. I almost said Intercontinental Championship. Nope, the International Championship. International champ. Well, don't. Well, there's a Continental Championship in play. We'll get to here in a little bit. Uh, the International Championship. Uh, the one note that I had from this match that I did really enjoy was Moxley said, fuck your finish and Roman Reigns because yeah. he ate like eight orange punches before he finally went down. Yeah, uh, it was a good just, match. It was a good match. It was a lot of fun. I like these guys working together. Moxley um, bled. I know it's crazy. I can't I know uh, only for big shows. <laughs> only for big shows and whenever there's a stiff breeze but say, um, and any day that ends in Y it's 
we got yes. the next up was the Mark Briscoe promo. This was legitimately almost my power of positivity until Raw happened. Yeah. Uh, of him just putting in the word continental as many times as Pontiac Continental. It is like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's one, it's great to see him in this tournament, in the G2 tournament, as I'm calling it. Yeah. Uh, because I'm a hack. But it's great to see him in the tournament and him to get like a uh, promo package here. Uh, Tony Storm defeated Akaru Shida to become the new AEW Women's Champion. Uh, she is the second three-time champion uh, joining Shida. Uh, Shida, man, just, it's like I said last week on the preview, she deserves so much better than to just be the transitional champion to the stars. Yeah. Like, she did get a solid, couple solid defenses in this run, but you, it, it's very obvious that, like, the machine was not behind her. Which, to be fair, Timeless Tony Storm, fucking crushing it. It's a yeah. great gimmick. She's killing it. The crowd loves it. I, it's hard to say that this wasn't the right call. I just feel bad for Sheeta that she keeps getting put in these spots of like, oh, she like she's getting the runs, but she's not getting the fo- the attention, you know? Yeah, because like, it was she's like, a- oh, Jamie Hader is blowing up. So, well, we're going to put it on Jamie. Oh, Timeless Tony. We Oh, we're going to randomly put the title on Soraya for a couple weeks because we're in her home country. Like, I, that genuinely feels like it wasn't a part of the original plan. And it was they just, just like, kind hey, of like, we're yeah. here. We got to make a pit stop. Yeah. So um, I liked the way that she kept trying to cheat, like hiding the shoe yeah. uh, in the back. The, the metal plate hip attack is like the most devastating thing. A metal plate assisted Tony Storm hip attack would kill like 90% of the roster or yeah. like 90% of like the population is what I meant to say, because her hip attack already gross is gross. She looking. hits it. This is going to sound weird. She hits it like she's a Samoan and you know exactly what I'm saying, because yeah. there's a certain way they do it and she does it the exact same way. Um, yeah. And I add a metal plate dead that's manslaughter i don't care how you cut it <laughs> reckless uh after that match eddie kingston cuts a very confusing promo that we have since gotten the clarification on uh the winner of the continental classic will not only be the winner of the continental classic they will become the continental champion but mm. they will also become the new japan strong openweight champion and the ROH World Champion. So if Eddie Kingston does not get to the finals, uh, he will be stripped of his two titles. And then they will, they're will they calling it the Triple Crown uh, for the final, whoever wins the Continental Classic. Um, Dalton, quick question. Answer. Well, two questions, actually. Uh, first, why? Follow-up question. Hey, isn't there a major singles title in ROH that was just fucking vacated that you could put as the reward for this tournament? That makes That's too much being sense. held on television. That makes too much sense. Irrationally angry about it. No, I wouldn't say irrational. I wouldn't say irrational. The level like of it... anger is irrational. Yes, I will. Okay, I will enough. admit I will. I will freely admit it. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, it is, it's a choice and I don't get it. Cause like, unless Eddie Kingston's winning it, which like, cool, 
But he's not the person I would pick to win it. I don't see him winning it either. Like, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, Eddie gets his flowers with this ROH world title run, but as much as, like, if they would have kept MJF heel, and how much I would have killed to see him win the AEW title off of him, I just didn't see it happening. And it's the same way with this, like, looking at the people in the, uh, brackets, I don't see him winning it. I would love for him to win it. Yeah. It would make my heart grow. But I just, I don't see it happening. Because, like, I don't even see him making it to the finals. Because he has Danielson in his, like, bracket. In his block, yeah. I, it would be fantastic, though. Yeah. Like, it, it would truly be amazing if he did. But, like, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't have the faith that I probably could. I'm gonna, they're gonna, I'm gonna get invested. I'm gonna love it. Yeah. Like, the, the th- first... The, the first uh, sets of matches that are going on tonight are just, like, I haven't seen any of them, but, like, Mark Briscoe versus Moxley. Uh, Brody versus... King versus... Who was Brody uh, going against? Fuck, I don't remember. Uh, I saw Swerve versus Jay Lethal, and that match was real good. Roosh versus Jay White. Um, Yeah, Brody King was facing somebody, but I can't tell you who it was off the top of my head. It was Kingston. It was Eddie Kingston. Oh, shit. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> like, just fuck yeah. I'm all in on this shit. Um, so, uh, next up was the four-way tag team ladder match for the world tag titles. Ricky Starks and Bill Big Bill defeated Lef- LFI, Rushin, Drillistico, uh, FTR, and Kings of the Black Throne. This was a fun car wreck of a ladder match. Um, I'm very happy that Big Bill and Starks won because I think this kind of, that this is an establishing big win that they needed, uh, to give that team credibility. And I'm excited to see where they go from here. Um, fucking poor Dax has had a shit week. His name's getting put wrong on graphics. Um, and then so many places in this matchup, it looked like he just got his shit rocked in ways that he wasn't supposed to. Um, a couple of the things in here I really didn't fuck with, like the, uh, the pile driver that they did on the ladder that was just vibrating underneath them. Like, you don't gotta, that's not necessary. Um, but overall it was a fun ladder match. Yeah. That's, I mean, it was, there's only so many ways to innovate a four way tag team ladder match that hasn't already been done. And it goes back to like kind of what you were saying with that pile driver spot. Like at a certain point, we don't need to try to reinvent the wheel. The wheel works just fine. It rolls perfectly. We don't have to add shit to it. When we add shit to it, that wheel starts wobbling, and then someone's gonna get hurt. I did. I was so I was messaging our buddy Tyler um, while we were watching it, and I think it was Drillistico. There was someone that was literally just like standing on the outside. They weren't selling. They weren't down. They were literally just standing like a manager in a 2k game, just watching the, like, I think it was Roosh was in the ring, like fighting someone. And Drillistico was just like, yeah, this is cool. I'm just going to hang out here for a while. Yeah. That was a good idea. Uh, that, was kind of, <laughs> that was, that was funny to me. Uh, the AEW TBS championship, Julia Hart defeating, Sky Blue and Chris Statlander to become the new TBS champion. Um, I fucks with it real good. 
uh, her, her coming out singing her, th- like, lip singing her theme is, I don't know if it's part of her character or she just was doing it, but it looked awesome. I super dug it. I liked the face paint. Um, we got the full transition of now where it's now it's evil sky blue. She stomped on the baseball cap and put on a, a, a spooky crown mm-hmm. of, that was branches and shit. Um, Statlander fucking, had the fucking purple cobra gear from Dodgeball. Fucking Globo Jim got fucked over again. <laughs> uh, I did also like that. This, they were heart and blue worked together like to eliminate statlander but then when blue like offered the handshake heart was just like fuck you so it's not like she's not joining up with that faction it is very much a you you're know, on your own sis yeah yeah you're you're on your own um i i don't know what it is though like i fully bought into the transition from cheerleader to witch for heart but I just, I don't buy the sky blue transformation. Maybe I haven't seen enough of it. Maybe it, you know, I, I don't know. It just, this one, I don't like, I'm like, all right, cool. You went to hot topic. Like, I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't help in the middle of it that she decided to wear Scooby-Doo gear and shit while still having like the evil face paint. Like there's been a lot of weird things with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Not that there wasn't weird things with Julia Hart, but it felt like it was a lot more like the road was a lot straighter than the sky blue one has been. Sure. And also it was like they were actively feuding. She was staying around the the Kings of the Black Throne. Yeah. Like she was constantly there, whereas Sky Blue hasn't always, you know, had that level of, of closeness there. Um, but Hart steals it from Statlander. I dug that. I dug the finish too, because then we can get a one-on-one rematch down the road that I would be very into. Uh, then we get the bombshell announcement of AEW's newest signing. It's the guy that was already hanging out a lot, Will Ospreay. At AEW. Yeah. And the first thing he says is, all right, well, yeah, I signed, but I'm actually not going to be around. I'm going to go back to Japan and finish out there. So, like, they took what I was already underwhelmed with and made it worse. Because <laughs> that yeah. shit is just funny to me. Now, don't get me wrong. This is a big deal. We are get this isn't someone that is maybe a little bit past his prime or on the sundown of his career. We AEW just signed a major, healthy in his prime Will Ospreay, who I think he's only like thirty years old. Yeah, so like this is a big deal. It's just like I I can't call it a bombshell surprise announcement when he's been you know part of the AEW story. For the last two years, on and mm-hmm. off. He's so, been around a lot in AEW. Yeah, so, I mean, it is su- it is super cool, but just the way they framed it as a bombshell announcement like that was a miss for me. But it is super cool. And great for AEW. Uh, next up was that match. The Texas Death Match. Ha- Hangman Adam Page. Swerve Strickland. Um... I watched this like I watch ho- like I watch a horror movie mm-hmm. of just like, okay, I have it on this monitor, but I'm going to be, oh, look what's on Twitter. Let's talk. Let's- uh, Asa, just so you know, we're not going to get to the things we're cr- thankful for in wrestling tonight. Um, just, I'm going to let you know, we are 50 no, we minutes are. in. No, we oh, are. we are? Okay, yeah. cool, cool, There's only three matches left. Uh, yeah, but they're big in. Um, this was done so incredibly well. 
Unfortunately, this is going to set a horrible precedent. Um, they did a great job. Uh, there was some very questionable spots in it, but it's a it's a death match. Um, you're going to get shit like that. There's a lot of really good visuals coming out of this. Um, Swerve just zombie walking into the staples was... My boss was using staple guns to attach Christmas lights to these big plywood cutouts that we have mm-hmm. for uh, uh, the park decorations. Yeah, yeah. And it just, like, my brain went to flashbacks. Yeah. Of just, like, him stapling his kid's artwork to Swerve's cheek. Yeah, and then just, like, Swerve gets one good one on Hangman's forehead and then just takes the staple gun while smiling and bleeding everywhere. Because, by the way, um, the Gangrel real blood spot already happened by then. So Swerve is just full Ric Flair in it, um, is smiling, bleeding profusely, and just fucking stapling himself. Yeah. Because I, again, like I like I said last week, he's a former CZW champion back when that meant something. Like, I fucking called it, by the way. Do you not go listen to a week ago? I fucking called this shit. They went just they went just up to glass. They could have done glass, they didn't. But they, they did, did everything. They did glass? He did the fucking glass on his back and hit the 450 on it. Oh, I'm talking... Yes, you're right. I'm talking about like a plate glass. My bad. Okay, yes. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, my bad. Um, Yes, you're absolutely right, but that's not what I meant. Um, They didn't like go through glass. Yes, you are right. He put broken glass on Hangman's back and then did a 450 on it. That is another thing that happened. My... <laughs> and this is just like how my brain works as a nobody in independent wrestling in southeast missouri and this is why i don't like this kind of shit is because it sets a bad precedent for people because like i have the common sense to not do things like this um because i don't make enough money for it like the shows that i'm at aren't gonna have the crowds that like i'm going to that are gonna appreciate the level of storytelling that got me to doing something well all right firsthand i can't do a 450 onto someone's back with or without the glass let me but like let me uh edit that sentence you can't do a 450 okay go on yeah so but like i i will never be in the position of wrestling where any of that shit will be worth it to me won't be worth it to my opponent won't be worth it to anything i have the common sense to have that there's a lot of people that do not have that common sense and some states don't have athletic commissions and they're going to be like, oh, I got to figure out how to do the blood drinking spot like Hangman and Swerve did. And it's not fine. It's not fine. That did not need to happen at all. But it is more OK when you work for a company that requires blood work every six months. Now, is there room for error in Swerve Works Independence? Yes. But. There's at least some safe nets in place for that. Whereas other places in Indies, that's not a thing. Now, if people drank other people's blood in matches before, yes, they did not invent something new on Saturday. But they made it a lot more, like, mainstream to do it. So now you're going to get a bunch of these people that don't know what they're doing, doing shit like this. And I just do not like that precedent. It was done. You said it best to me a couple days ago when when I told you I had watched the match because I had to watch it a day later. You were like, it was like a really well done country song. I can acknowledge that it was well done, but I just, it's not my style. And that's how I felt about this match. Was it fucking dope as fuck? And did they come up with some really cool spots for it? Yeah. But we don't need it. (laughs) 
yeah, it's it, it it is very much not my scene. It is very much not my bag. I'm not as worried about the like influence this is gonna have because on the lower tier bad shows, maybe. But like reputable independent companies like if someone pitched that idea to anybody at CCW, it would get shot down immediately. Even take if there the, wasn't a commission. Take, yeah. yeah, take the commission out of it. Like, ownership and the people in charge of, like, booking out the matches and, like, agenting the matches would say absolutely the fuck not. Yeah. And I'm pass. willing to bet that, like, a lot of places like that, like, are you going to maybe see something similar out of, like, a, a GCW that does those death matches anyway? Maybe there's some escalation there, but at the same time, like, that's a company that I feel like is, they've kind of got their shit together, and they have a baseline knowledge, like, more than a baseline knowledge, like, they do deathmatches regularly. There are deathmatch workers there, so they kind of will, maybe they overextend, but, like, they're not going to do anything outright stupid, I feel like. Um, It is going to be, like, the little kind of shit companies and people that haven't done it before that are going to like try to do something real stupid out of it. And I don't think you're wrong there, but I don't think it's going to be like that big of a problem. Yeah. Um, to rewind, they gave Nana backup dancers. So that was dope as fuck. Yeah. Entrance of the year, uh, except uh, it was immediately topped because Adam Page's entrance was just fucking jumping swerve. Fuck. Yes. That is yeah. how you do a face entrance for a goddamn blood feud where a dude is standing over your newborn's crib yeah like yeah you don't do a lower third you don't stop for the pyro you go after that motherfucker yeah hell yeah i loved that that got me hyped up and then it was just all downhill from there um i also really fucking hated the brian cage interference spot yeah we didn't need it Um, it was it was good it was good heel shit only because like it's the whole thing of just like Man, it's fucking bullshit that's how that match ended. Yeah, that was kind of the point. Like, I'm not saying you got worked. I'm not saying that. I am saying that was that's the reason they did it. It was bullshit. That's exactly why they did it. But it wasn't bullshit in the... Man, I can't believe... Oh, Swerve had to get his guy out. That, like, no, it was just like, ah, uh, that broke... It broke up the flow of the match. It didn't really contribute anything to it like it didn't make the match better um now what did make the finish a lot better was hangman trying to get up Mm -hmm. when he finally lost he didn't just lay there dead and several times during when they did the 10 then when they went for the 10 count is like they didn't just lay perfectly still until they got to eight or nine and then they just popped up they it was a struggle they had to use the ropes nana had to drag swerve yeah. to the outside like to to use that fall to catch himself like there was a lot that was very very well done in this i just it, it is like yeah like i said it's i i don't like country music if every once in a while i'll hear a song and be like oh this is a good country song i recognize that it doesn't make me want to listen to more country yeah it doesn't it doesn't make me want to uh go back and what like you know i it doesn't make me I just, it's, no, okay, well, this is good. I'm not going to listen to this song a lot. I'm not going to go out and, you know, find, oh, maybe there's other stuff out there. No, it's just like, oh, well, yeah, they did a good job here, but I'm going to stick with what I like. Yeah. So, 
more power to him. It, it, like I said, it was a spectacle. People are going to be talking about it forever, probably. Uh, also, the post that Swerve made like about the R.I.P. Bray and then showing his gear that had the half the, the fiend red and yeah. black striped tights. That was super cool. I didn't pick up on that um, yeah, watching no, it yeah. live, but that that is super neat. Um, two matches left. The Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks. Uh, Bucks working heel just works for me. Yeah. Um, I liked how they worked the arm on Jericho to make sure he couldn't hit the Judas effect. And then he hit it like with the other arm, but it wasn't as effective. Um, I really liked the heel tease that Omega did of like, oh, he's turning on, you know what? He's siding with the Bucks after all. He's turning on Jericho, but then he ends up hitting the V trigger on the Bucks. Um, mm-hmm. I, I dug that. Omega is kind of that unreal athlete of just like how he can just explode with huge bursts of speeds that late yeah. in the matches. Um, like he did in that, that flurry where he's hitting the suplexes and shit like that is always impressive to me. Um, and then after they lost the bucks did the full 1990s Jericho tantrum, WCW tantrum, throwing yeah. the shoes into the crowd, bashing the, the ter- ring post with chairs and shit. Like it was a lot of fun. Um, BTE is probably ending. Uh, they put out an announcement that it's taking a hiatus. Um, I don't, I think we, the whole like, oh, Brandon Cutler saying sources close to the Bucks. Yeah. Which was because it's like, he's the fucking, like, no one gets closer to the Bucks than, except for maybe their wives. Um, I, them parodying the Snoop, giving yeah. up the smoke thing, like, that was funny. I, I do think we probably don't see them for a while until they show up whenever the Golden Jets take on Starks and Big Bill. I think yeah. that's when we see the Bucks again and they cost them the match. Would be yeah. my guess. But this was a fun match. It went on a little long, in my opinion. Uh, they As were in most, a rough... Sp- most semi-main matches at AEW tend to do. Yeah, yeah. Which, in fairness, like, they, they don't do the cool-down match, so, like, this felt like it mattered. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it went a little long. Um, and then, yeah, the main event, MJF drives the ambulance back in. And he... Uh, doesn't it's not adam cole we do get the couple of um a cool moments where like oh adam cole going to hit jay white with the title but he just he threatens and hesitates and holds and then jay white yanks it from him and they do the same thing with the dynamite diamond ring um yeah couple I... high points real quick the guns getting ejected the over the top heel reaction whenever they get eject when they get ejected from ringside is one of my favorite things in wrestling. Yeah. And the and the guns did it perfectly. So much fun. Um and then the MJF popping up Jay White as he charged him in the corner and then just like leaning forward and hitting him with that mule kick. Yeah. That was clean. That was slick. I I I loved that. Um we didn't get any progression with the devil and we didn't, um, which was a choice. And then, like, to your point, the f- when the ref bumped happened, when the ref bump happened, and I was relieved because, oh, well, this was inevitable. So here we go. We're finally getting to the end of this thing. Yeah, bad sign. That's rough. Um, it, it sucks that you know Jay. He already wrestled once. And then he had the the 
injured Injury. leg, and he still beat Jay White. Which, granted, in the long in the scheme of things, Cody beating Seth with one peck didn't hurt Seth at all in the long run. Yes, but that was Seth Rollins in like year twelve of being with WWE. Like Seth was very much a de- like he was made at that point. I'm not saying that Jay White isn't an established name, right? But like, I beat undefeated. I beat undefeated Jay White after wrestling two times, having a fucked up leg and like a three on one advantage. Like, I, I get that that Jay was not going to win that match. I just feel like they did a lot of not great will towards Jay White in that situation. And also kind of too much goodwill to MJF. Yeah. So. I just, over, it was, Mc, it was a, it, oh, go ahead. Mechanically, the match was good. Oh, yeah. Like, the match was well wrestled. I can't point to any one thing. Like, should you have done an elbow drop to just the floor to the outside? That no. was a, that was a fucking choice. Uh, and it fucked up his hips. So there you go. But it. But, you know, you can't point at anything that was done bad. They just, they told a story, and I just didn't like the story that they told. Yeah. Like, they're, MJF, Jay White, world-class wrestlers, world-class athletes, they did a good job with what they had. I just, it's just, I wasn't, I wasn't going along for the ride, and that is a bummer. Yeah. But not everybody's gonna, but, you know, it's, not every match is going to please everybody. I'm sure there's people that loved it. I'm sure that's people that, you know, that they like that they dig the story. Just you and me aren't into it. Yeah. So. Uh, that is it for full gear. Now, Dalton, you had one thing you wanted to talk about for wrestling with articulation. Let's wait till next week. Wait till next week. Okay. Yeah. Little teaser. Little not a cliffhanger because we're not ending the episode yet. Um, on to the main topic of the show. It's going to be a little bit shorter than we originally planned, probably. But, uh, so Dalton, I'm going to let you start things that we're thankful for in professional wrestling. This isn't necessarily stuff that's current and just in general. What, what, what do you got first up? Do you remember that time that Mick Foley cut a three-way promo with himself just to debut Cactus Jack to fight Triple H in the garden? Yeah. I'm grateful for that. I was just, I was thinking about like things that make me happy that we just haven't talked about on shows. Cause like we were going to be like, what are we thankful for in wrestling? And we were both going to be like William Regal. Um, yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah, so I was trying to think, I was trying to think of things that like, I was just like, what, what, what do I just really love about? Like, what were things that I just really love about wrestling? Hitting backspace Mick, on my Regal note. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mick Foley. I'm grateful for that man. Um, because he's like wrestling's uncle. Whereas as of November 22nd, 2023 has not done anything like just empirically wrong as a person yet. Right. But also has just given everything to the sport of wrestling that he could give, like including his quality of life. Yeah. And still has like the greatest fucking outlook on it and like respect for it and like does everything to make it enjoyable for himself and the people around him. Um. Yeah. Fucking just that. Just the fucking three-way promo on Triple H just to introduce Cactus Jack into the garden. That was super fucking dope. Chris Hero had his return match this week, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm super grateful about that because Chris Hero is like one of my like all-time favorites that has just never got to be the, the guy that he could have been. Um, 
yeah, there's a lot of really cool things about like that. Whenever I thought about this, like, cause I thought we were going to talk, like, I honestly thought we were going to do this for like 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Oh no, no, it's fine. No, no, it's cool. But I was just like, <laughs> so I've spent all week just being like, dude, what's fucking dope about wrestling that I think about is like fucking barbed wire. Is it, uh, the person, not the thing. Yeah. Uh, like I'm super grateful for him. Like it's, it's like a very open-ended thing where it's just like, I have a lot of people I'm super grateful, like fucking Justin and all them, but like. Yeah, no, like Foley in particular is the one that I kept going back to. I was just like, man, we're so fucking grateful. We should all be grateful that we had McFoley around. And he's still yeah. around. He's not dead. He's still very much alive. Um, yeah, he's dope as fuck. It's because I've been looking at the three faces of Foley, three pack on ringside all week. And I'm just like, I have to wait to buy it. I got to wait till after Christmas. Just in case. <laughs> what are you, th- what are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? I Mine is kind of a combo of like... Man, we are getting to see Daniel Bryan and Brian Danielson because he was when he left, he was Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Brian Danielson, Adam Copeland, Sting, Soraya. Like we are getting to see these people perform after knowing we would never get to see it again. Christian Cage, with yeah. the, you know, he was someone that had to retire due to injury. Like he wasn't he didn't have as big of a gap as Danielson and, and Copeland and, and Soraya, but like it, it to see them compete at a, le- at the level that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. It is the year of our Lord, 2023 and Christian cage is one of the most compelling characters in professional wrestling. Man, that was a long con to get to that too. It is the year. It is the year of our Lord, 2023. And we are seeing Adam Copeland, wrestle in a not WWE ring, getting to kind of do his own thing, work with Christian again. Yeah. We're seeing da- uh, Brian Danielson wrestle and put on match of the year quality performances every single time he steps in the ring. And he just gets to do that. Cause that's what he, and, like that's what he wants to do. And that's what, and it's what he does, but we knew, we knew he wasn't going to get to do it again. Like we, it was, it was over. It was done. Yeah. But then he got to come back and he got and he gets to continue to do it. And it's just like that fucking rules like yeah. that. It, I was thinking about that on because you like where they're building up towards uh like after the, the six man tag at full gear. Darby was on the microphone was like, no, California, you don't understand. He just is... re- sting just wrestled for the last time in this state. Give it up to him. Like, yeah. And, and it's just like, yeah. But like, again, He's in his 60s. It's 2023 and he's doing all this crazy shit that he doesn't have to do that. He's no, not he being c- told to do. He's just doing it because he wants to do it. Yeah. And like he could put in the brother brother performances and he doesn't. No, not even a little bit. And I mean, and you look at the last run that he had in WWE and like how poorly he was handled there and to see him get the respect and the time and the care, not just from you know, a storytelling standpoint, but like it's obvious from the roster that he's so well-respected. The fans are giving him everything yeah. that they have too. Like, it's just, it's so nice to see. So that, that's a big one. Um, mine was also going to be like CCW and, uh, primarily CCW. Cause that was like our in. Yeah. And not just because, like, I've gotten to do a lot, like, we've all gotten to do cool stuff, but, like, I've gotten to do cool stuff in wrestling, like, uh, thanks to KLD, I got to call a Minoru Suzuki match. Like, that's a yeah. thing that I get to say that I did. 
um, we got to call uh, an NWA championship match. The first time the NWA championship was defended in Missouri in like 30 something years when we got yeah. to call all this versus uh, Austin Lane. Um, but also just like CCW and us getting to work in it. And I know we've had our frustrations and we've had, you know, it, it hasn't just been sunshine and roses the whole time, but like, I do think it has brought like you and me closer together and you, me and Shannon closer together. And like, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's strengthened that bond that we had. And we've just, we've gotten to cool, super cool. Like you've gotten to wrestle Shannon. Yeah. Like that's in, in a big angle, you know, in an multiple times story. several yeah. yeah more than once so that's it's just it i'm very very grateful for that it's not lost on me that we are very very fortunate to get to do that and it's not just you know the one company you know yeah we've we've, we've gotten to do stuff at you know like i got to work with wrestlemax and we both get to work with ignite and you've done stuff with um like you did that black river coliseum show to yeah. the point that it's like, hey, you're going to you like there was a follow up to that. Yeah, I'm you, getting to wrestle. Yeah, you and Kevin did so well, because, again, you're genuinely good at what you do. Um, Yeah, it's just I'm I am very, very grateful that like it is crazy to think that me recognizing Savio Vega on a random WWE network match for, <laughs> you know, that got me to talking to Shannon and then hearing you randomly talking about Nightwing at JC Penny when we were both working there and be yeah. like, Oh, this dude's a nerd. I can talk to him. And it like, was, it's yeah. just, it's, I'm very, very like, I, it, I got weirdly emotional about it last week, like on Friday. Cause I was kind of like, what do I want to talk about for like the grateful thing? And it was just like, man, what? Cause we've talked about it before of just like, what would my life look like if it wasn't for like Dalton and Shannon and CCW? Yeah. And, which granted, like we, our friendships were predated CCW and all of that. We would, yeah, because we've known each other for twelve years. Yeah, because I met you when I was nineteen, mm. and like we, because when we had the conversation, it was just like I mean, there was some of this that may have still happened, like if things would have been different. Because like yeah. I was supposed to live up in Kansas City at one point, and like well, I mean, I still could have hooked up with Hollis and all. Like the wrestling thing could have still happened. Um, it was a lot more unlikely because like I would have. I got pushed by Big Lee because he was like, well, there's no way you're going to train. There's no way that you, there's, there's no way that you could actually do wrestling training. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm fucking Marty McFly for some reason. And I'm just like, all right, cool. I'll do it. I'm not going to be good at it, but I'll do it to prove that I can do it. And then like, yeah, five years later, like, could I do more in wrestling? Probably, but I'm grateful for everything I have in it. And like, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of frustrations, but like I've, it's my favorite thing anytime I see me and John with the uh, the tag titles uh, on like a picture on Facebook because I go back to like right when the tag titles got instituted at CCW we did that uh, like fan fest thing mm-hmm. and they left the tag titles at the belt so on the, at the table we were at so we were just like let's fucking take pictures together with it yeah just to be a dick like let's just be fucking funny and like we were, we're doing it to annoy like Billy and the hustlers yeah, yeah we were being shitty and like. That I own the, those are my belts now. Like those are those are my actual property. Mm-hmm. Like I own those now, and it's not because I bought them. It's because I was the last person to carry them. Um, and like same thing with Stride. Like we went to Stride just strictly as fans. Like we had no connections there outside of Billy, but we weren't like we wanted to promote him, but we weren't doing anything. And like when that company folded, unfortunately, like I was one of the champions there, and I was like a multiple time champion at Stride. And like it's just. 
it it gets lost to me from time to time because I do get the wrestler mentality. Man, Zeb is going fucking ape shit behind me. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, like. It gets lost on me sometimes when I think about it. Because I'm just like... I have moments where I get very frustrated about things. You've heard me get very frustrated things about things in wrestling. Um, but then whenever I stop and look at it, I'm like... I'm pretty fucking lucky to be at the level that I am in getting to do this. Like, again, I'm an absolute nobody in professional wrestling. But the shit that I get to do here... I have people that have come up to me and said, you're you're my kid's favorite wrestler. And it's like, and I got to fucking wrestle in Perryville at the school as my actual, like, as as me the person, not me the wrestling character. And I had like 300 of my students fucking chant my name as I'm in a ladder match with somebody that we res- like thought was like the best wrestler ever in Jackson Crowley. Yeah. And like, just the weird shit that like, and you fortunately didn't have to call that match. You just got to see it. Thank God. I'm so happy you didn't have to call that match. I felt so bad. <laughs> um, but like, no, it's like wrestling has given us a lot of really cool moments um, in our personal lives. And like, for, like that affected us. Not just like, I got to see, I can go on Peacock right now and watch Mick Foley cut a three-way promo on himself just to show up and fuck up Triple H's Cactus Jack. Like we got a lot of really cool, like intimate moments with wrestling. And we're, we're very fortunate about that. Um, fuck, I'm going to get emotional about this now. I don't try to think about this shit a whole lot because it's really weird. Um, uh, baby, you dork. I know, right? Yeah. Does that make does that make you feel better? A little bit, yeah. A little bit more, a little comforting. And we've we've got a, we've made a lot of really like actual friends out of this, which has been yeah. like the important thing. Like we still have each other, which is the number one to me. But like Billy and like I have like actual mentors and like we have actual mentors in this, and like if fucking Shannon was on with us right now, I know exactly what he'd say. I remember somebody saying nobody ever fucking care about us. Yeah. Fucking asshole. He's <laughs> saying it right now. Like he felt like the bat, like his spidey sense went off. He said it out loud and he doesn't know why. Yeah. He was just like, they must be talking <laughs> about it. But yeah, no, there's a lot to be thankful for in wrestling. Uh, I'm fucking thankful that there's two major companies right now. Because That was actually something else that I had. Because like, I just, and this isn't me. Sh- like I can't watch everything in wrestling. Sure. Like, there's too much of it going on, and I watch it, like, I watch, like, retro shit all the time. Um, so I can't keep up with everything current, but I absolutely love the fact that I do not like WWE right now. But I can watch live wrestling that is catered towards me. Which was not a thing you could say eight years ago. Eight years ago. If you did not like WWE, you were not watching wrestling. Like, yeah, you could watch Ring of Honor, you could maybe watch New Japan, like, but you had to be a diehard fan to do that. Yeah, um, it's a lot more maybe, open to ki- maybe TNA, but like no, even eight that years was a ago, hard- eight years ago, that was like that was in the middle of the bad TNA run too, like when they were trying to get their cred back up. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I'm I'm aware I'm not wrong. That's why I said it. But like we get two major companies right now, and if you're a diehard fan, like you in your eyes, you get more than t- two. Because like you said, you have you have TNA that just I'm grateful that we got TNA back. That's cool. Um, but like you got TNA, you got Ring of Honor. Um, I wish they'd make that easier to watch. Um, New Japan is doing more and more shows over here in the U.S. Like the British scene popped off really hard for about two or three years, and then COVID happened. But like we're getting a lot of carryover from that. Um, like wrestling is at a really cool boom right now. Not quite where it was in the '90s, but like. If you like wrestling and you're aware of what wrestling is, there's a lot of wrestling to enjoy. Yeah. And if you don't like what a company is offering you, 
you can go somewhere else and watch. Like, what if this show is not adult enough for you? You can watch NWA and they're doing cocaine. Like, mm-hmm. there's. I just wanted to get that back in a show. I'm sorry. It was just it made me happy. If if there if you between WWE, AEW, Impact, TNA, New Japan, NXT, ROH, NWA, the independent scene as a whole. On top, yeah, on top of the independence, I'm talking just like stuff that you can pull up and watch without like an IWTV subscription. Yeah. If you don't enjoy any of that, then I think you need to. Now my cat's yelling. I think you need to just like recognize that maybe you don't like wrestling or you need to take a break from it and then come back, you know, in a year or six months or whatever. Cause it is like you said, like it's amazing just how much there is, but not only just the quantity of it, but the quality of it. Yeah. Cause impact has like, it's hit its stride for a while now. Like I've been championing them forever. You know, there is great stuff coming out of NWA. It's not as much as I would like. It's not, you know, up to its potential or like its namesake to me personally, but like it there the pieces are there. Yeah. Um you know, I'm enjoying both WWE and AEW. Am I enjoying everything that they're doing? Of course not. But there's enough good coming out of both sides that like I stay invested. They keep me invested. So, and it's, and also just like having that many alternative companies isn't just great for the fans. It's great for the wrestlers. Yeah. hundred Like, Hey, I'm not get I'm not digging what I'm doing here. I'm not, I don't like how I'm being treated, you know, X, Y, Z. There's that's other how, places that they can try to go to and see, you know, what they can do. That's how we got swerve like back. Yeah. Like, God, imagine, and, and, imagine working at WWE at a management level and knowing something about rest. Imagine being triple H. And being like, I had this dude, and I wanted to keep him, but no, he got <laughs> cut, and now like he's taken over the world between the Nana dance and then this Texas Death Match. Like that dude is a superstar. If he's not an AEW World Champion in the next six months, I just assume that the company went belly up for some reason. Right. Um, I'm hoping he wins the Continental. I'm hoping that's what they he gets. Hmm. Um. But I also don't hope that because I'm just like, what does that actually mean that you get? Like, I get yeah, that you have three belts, like, but like, what does that mean? Yeah. The follow up to that is going to be f- crucial. Yeah. So <sighs> I got a Stardust but... figure this week. That was cool. <laughs> I was fucking... actually going to say, like, I was going to ask you if you were grateful for, like, just the amount of toys and shit. Dude, that, like... my bank account's not grateful for it, but fuck, I'm super grateful for it. Um, because we got a fucking Stardust figure from uh, the ladder match from WrestleMania 33, mm-hmm. 32, in that ballpark. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, yeah no, like the two wrestling companies, like we were talking about it last year whenever I bought the first one that came out. I was like, I can go buy CM Punk action figures on the shelves right now. That shit's wild to me. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a good good couple years of wrestling. And I'm I'm happy that we did Nerdy's part of the ring because we could have, this could have just ended whenever PWU stopped. Yeah. And instead, we but. picked it back up. We rebranded. We got our own thing. We got a fucking catchy jingle. Thank you, Roger from Mouthpiece Studios. Grateful for him. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. The he guy does. on the guy on Fiverr that you paid for our dope ass logo. I don't know his name. I don't either. Uh, uh, their it's... name, actually, I'm not even going to assume. I don't know their name. Yeah, um, it's, it, it was worth it. Um, real quick, a couple. We did get us some fan responses, so obviously, um, oh, yeah, we're thankful we to, to it, you yeah. for listening to this. Because if you've made it all the way through all of this. Again, I know eventually I will stop with the like self-deprecation, but that's not today. 
Um, Dylan <laughs> said that he's thankful for 3 p.m. bell times and quick intermissions. Hell Man. yeah, brother. Not on the Hell shows yeah. I not on the shows I work, brother. <laughs> Some of them, <laughs> like, we're, but not new, enough of dog. them. It's a new day. Um, our but our, our our buddy Bud Galloway, Bud Gallows, whatever his name is, I'll say it both on each on a show. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm thankful for sensitive skin shave cream for me to get that smooth shave without the irritation, and I'm thankful for Uasa. So I'm just gonna hit like on both of those. <laughs> that tweet's been up for days. I know, but I just like I made sure that I saw them, but then I I I didn't want to look at them because oh, I wanted okay. it to be like for the show. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Like I saw that they posted, but I just like oh okay, you didn't it's read there. It. Yeah, I don't. I didn't look into it. Yeah. Um, and then Michaela, I, I um, read them already. By the way, I know what. Oh, did you? Said. Yeah, I already. Oh, read them, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, well, you didn't like either, any of them either. So, uh, Michaela. I'm thankful that I met you, Dalton, Shannon, and the rest of the PZ85 people that I'm friends with, not to get too personal. I became friends with all of you during one of the hardest times in my life, and all of you made it extremely better. All of you are genuinely great people. I couldn't ask for better people to have met, because without all of you, I probably would have still be in that bad place. So I'm very thankful that the PZ85 people are in my life, because I don't know what I would do without you guys. I still consider you and Dalton part of PZ85 crew. Um, that is very, very sweet of you, Michaela. And we're, I, it, it means a lot that, you know, we, we were able to, to help you with that. And yeah, I mean, like Dalton and I are always going to be part of PZ85. Like that's just, oh yeah, this wouldn't, this wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for PZ85. We're grateful for Pete. We're, we're grateful for PZ85. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cause like that gave us our start with PWU and just doing the other shows there. Like I was, we're just not full time, like doing stuff. We still pop in whenever, um, like I just did that extras and epilogues from, it was such for a good, tmnt a it was such a good episode too. i loved that episode it was so good yeah it was a lot of fun so um but yeah that that that, that is very very sweet michaela and and we appreciate that greatly um so but yeah and we appreciate you taking the time listening to us just kind of bullshit about this absolute batshit thing that we both love in professional wrestling and hopefully you love it too so um that is going to do it for us Again, hopefully we will see you on Saturday for the Ashland McClure Memorial Knockout CCW Knockout November uh, at the Perry Park Center, Saturday, November 25th. Doors open at 5, bell time is at 6. It's going to be a great show, and all of the proceeds going to St. Jude. It's a wonderful cause. Um, I Like I said, you can go to my Twitter. I have that link up for the kind of funny um, up-and-comer. Uh, it would mean the world to me if you would uh, put me up for that. Just kind of write in what the show, uh, or me as a person specifically, um, what you enjoy about the podcast and my work in wrestling, you know, anything like that. Because that would be super cool to get to go and talk wrestling with with them out in California. Um, But hopefully you have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you're celebrating. Uh, Hopefully you have a good holiday. Uh, You get whatever deals that you want to get on Black Friday. And we will be back next week. We'll be talking about Survivor Series. Uh, we will be talking about anything and everything else. Uh, we got that cliffhanger for nerdy sp- or for wrestling with articulation that Dalton had. Uh, m- maybe some AEW related. We'll see. And I but, am not happy about it. <laughs> and in a rare wrestling with articulation, a, a, a bummer story. So, uh, but find out what that is next week. Until then, thank you again. Have a great holiday. 
and we will talk to you next week. So take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and as always, watch more wrestling.